bring uh, events in the city and know that we have partnerships throughout the communities. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot more confidence about what we're doing and it is exhibited by the people who tap into our uh, sf72.org, see you remember that? <laughs> as well as excellent. the very enthusiastic support we have for our NERT program uh, and for the ongoing resiliency programs that a number of people uh, have had and uh, to our resiliency officer who's helping DEM and city administrator think through things around the corner uh, that uh, we need to pay attention to. Uh, there's a couple things I want to also do. Uh, let me say thank you to all of you that have also helped in uh, uh, the Lake County, uh, Sonoma, Napa, uh, and Butte areas on their disaster. Uh, you know, just maybe a quick moment within our own minds and hearts about the lost lives there. Uh, I think it's appreciated. And I also want to give a particular thank you to our fire department and our firefighters uh, who over the past uh, week uh, have not only gone up there in as many volunteer hours as possible with uh, equipment hopefully we never have to use down here and hopefully we keep our fires down uh, but in response to that tremendous disaster that you already know the statistics on you know, 800 homes thousands of people's lives destroyed uh, that were there to assist and uh, if it isn't uh, the uh, medical, and, and now perhaps our public health is being asked to uh, submit some uh, uh, mental health professionals to help. Uh, it's our firefighters delivering toys to kids who lost everything and giving them uh, a chance to have some play as people rebuild their lives. Uh, you know, that reminds me that uh, this is the 10th anniversary of Katrina, uh, and uh, knowing that a huge disaster has happened in those other counties. Uh, constantly, we are always more than observing. We are engaged in those, not just to help, but to also take lessons learned. And uh, I know that we're going to learn a lot of lessons about recovery and about rebuilding. Uh, things that we've been uh, associating ourselves with ever since Katrina and when Mayor Gavin Newsom allowed uh, me and Daniel Holmes and some others to go down and represent the city. Uh, we not only took the opportunity to bring lawnmowers and some things to help certain areas, but we took our time to stand in uh, areas that were devastated and wondered how our city would prevent that from happening. And in those moments, it wasn't just wishful thinking. We actually brought that opportunity back. And that's what began a more solid resiliency plan a robust plan, gave all of our ideas to uh, Anne and volunteers and people from uh, both Berkeley and Harvard that studied it from all over the country, if not the world, to see what uh, San Francisco and other places could do to anticipate better our expected uh, uh, challenges on both an earthquake, but also now more and more uh, it can be the expected El Nino plus an earthquake plus drought, plus anything else. Uh, and so uh, uh, this is my way of saying that uh, we take every opportunity that we can to support the others that are doing, and then we learn, and then we take it back here. Uh, so uh, for El Nino, 
as, as all of you know, all of the experts are predicting historic levels of flooding. I've already asked Harlan for his uh, favorite list of catch basin sites that uh, he and Public Works have already identified and can already vacuum suck all that stuff out and make sure that we don't have backups that will compromise our uh, pedestrian vehicle and uh, 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 access safety for everybody. But that's just the small stuff, relatively small. I think we need to concentrate on those areas of flooding, but also prepare people for that particular um, aspect of our weather while we're still into how we're going to get out of this drought. Um, and uh, that's a take an opportunity to say thank you to the PUC because uh, all of you there have been working hard to make sure we do everything we can to, to respond to the drought. I think we've done it effectively, uh, that we're at historic levels of conservation. Uh, I can use my bill as one example. Uh, but I, I, I know that uh, we're always cautious of our uh, water use in the city. And I notice everybody's got dirty cars. Fine. I'm acceptable of dirty cars. Uh, I also want to say thank you to our city administrator. She's kept me very much informed on our Lifelines Utility Council and what each of the big utilities are doing and practicing. Um, again, on the eve of uh, uh, yet again our I guess this would be the 26th anniversary of Loma Prieta uh, next month uh, that uh, we uh, are also um, taking that as an opportunity to remind everyone that, uh, yes, there were real shakes in Piedmont uh, along the Hayward Fault. That's extremely, that's right there. It's close. And it's close enough that uh, uh, there is... Uh, earthquake experts that are zeroing in on all the different plate movements that are going on in Northern California, if not even in the Cascade Mountains that I've been studying a little bit because I got relatives up that way anyway as well. And uh, we need to be very cognizant of that and these same experts and some of them were working on early earthquake warning systems. And I'm glad to see that now there's, pro there's a going investment where we can have a warning system that would allow us to do some early things while the f precious seconds are, are there trembling. We can already have some maybe automated things that help our fire departments keep the doors open, elevators uh, get unstuck. Uh, these are all important things to consider as kind of lessons learned and let's do better and let's keep on investing in the proper uh, protocols for that. Um, I know that uh, we're uh, investing in our disaster workers program with our city employees uh, and making sure that we have both through the Lifelines Council and through our HR a robust return as best we can knowing that there'll be transportation challenges that we have to have the multiple modes coming back into the city so that utilities and life-saving support systems can be up. Most importantly, I need to remind everyone here to make sure you're personally prepared. There is no excuse for us not to be in uh, the situation that we have, and we are the center of uh, leadership, and so we've got to have our own families and friends ready for this at any uh, time. Uh, 
and then to have your departments that you're in charge of, you do the same thing for your top management. You ask them to be personally prepared and to work on those things that get them freed up so that we do what we do best, which is serve the public. And uh, I want the public to know that our investments in NERT, in resiliency programs, and neighborhood-based programs is all in an effort to prepare everyone for those 72 hours. Um, and we should not uh, ever uh, be caught uh, in an unprepared way. We should always expect this disaster to happen. Then it's a planned response, not a surprise response. And that's a huge difference in San Francisco. We always want our disasters planned out uh, in advance so that we could take care of a lot more things. And I think we have found out that when we do pre-planning, whether it's in our fiscal arena or in any other event planning, we always have a great deal of success. And no less for disaster response, it ought to be planned. And every jurisdiction that we've interviewed since Katrina knows uh, that when you make the front investment, uh, you're going to have some clear and better results. And the residents will feel that because they'll be directly engaged in that effort. Uh, so with that, I just want to uh, say thank you for being part of this council. I'm proud of what the city is doing. Let's keep doing it, and let's keep having an attitude of always being prepared. Uh, that's how uh, less fear and more about the engagement that we have in front of us is going to be the standard always to be working with our communities. I know there's a lot more things people want us to do, whether it's portable water on the west side, uh, whether it's uh, uh, more uh, paramedics uh, to make sure ambulance responses are there, uh, whether it's uh, uh, ongoing investments like we've done uh, with uh, hiring more firefighters, paramedics, 911 callers, our more equipment and more police officers. Uh, I think uh, we have those resources we demonstrated in the budget uh, this year with a no-cuts budget for the city that we're willing to invest in all these things that make our city uh, better. Uh, no one else, uh, nowhere else do I think it's adequately prepared than DEM. And I know we'll be on display for Fleet Week as we emphasize w uh, well beyond the celebration of our military uh, is the practice of a number of things that I've already seen the schedule for. Uh, and I'm excited to be participating in everything from uh, uh, the practice zones to the desktop practices uh, with our uh, Coast Guard, with our military uh, that would most likely be here in a major disaster. Let's continue practicing with them so that our cultures within the departments can get used to uh, the names, the and acronyms that they use, that we use, that we don't understand each other's and acronyms. Let's get used to those things and make sure We've got good partners coming in and bringing in good equipment and have the places to do it. Everything from debris management to supplies has to uh, be here, and we have to anticipate that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Um, as the mayor mentioned, we are responding currently to the Valley Fire. Um, that was a very fast-moving fire, started a week ago Saturday uh, with 40 acres, and by the time we woke up on Sunday morning, I think it was almost at 40,000, so it was very quick. Um, it's 
about 75,000 acres have burned now, and three lives have been lost, which is just very sad, um, over a 1,000 structures. It's going to take them a long time to rebuild. The city has deployed from the fire department, from my office, from public health, and from the PUC up to help at, in Lake County. Um, at the same time, the fire department is also still currently in Butte County. Um, I think you have uh, six engine companies up there deployed. So we really are providing a lot of mutual aid for our partners uh, here in California during this very rough fire season. Um, we've deployed a total of 17 personnel just to the Valley Fire so far. And again, as I, I mentioned, we'll probably be going on for many, many weeks. We will be asked for help over that period of time. Wanted to mention just really briefly that um, we finished our Urban Shield exercise a week ago. Urban Shield has grown into a comprehensive full-scale regional preparedness exercise assessing the overall Bay Area and the Uwasi's regional uh, response capabilities related to multidiscipline planning policies and procedures. Uh, specifically, San Francisco was very involved with the Yellow Command um, exercise, which happened a week ago Friday. Um, what we were doing in this full-scale exercise was simulating three different events around the Bay Area, um, um, simulated uh, terrorist-type events, or that's what we thought. Um, but of course, as you're in the middle of it, you really don't know what's happening. And so as things are taking place in different counties, trying to pull the intel together, the information. We had our Joint Information Center activated. Um, we had many, many personnel involved. We did a simulation down at Levi Stadium for a soccer game. What happened if some kind of um, explosive device went off there? And so I think we learned a lot from Urban Shield, and every year it gets uh, tighter and uh, more people participate. San Francisco had the most uh, staff participating this year from fire, police, my office, um, health, PUC. It was many, many different departments were participating. And it really is viewed on the national level as the exercise to em emulate. I was at the uh, FEMA's National Advisory Council in Washington, D.C. last week. Um, I have the honor of, of, being, of sitting on it representing San Francisco, and I can't begin to tell you how many people came up and asked me about Urban Shield specifically and if they could come out and to partner with us and find out what we do. So more to come on that. Um, I wanted to mention that um, FEMA requires um, us to do a hazard mitigation plan and keep it updated every three years. Um, we did complete our hazard mitigation plan at the end of 2014. Um, we covered climate change and sea level rise, temperature rise, precipitation, precipitation changes, um, and we received many national accolades and requests for guidance to integrate um, those new components um, into other people's hazard mitigation plans. So, Again, I think we are viewed as leading the pack in that. 
Since our last meeting, uh, we've had a number of different exercises. I mentioned Urban Shield. We've had Ebola tabletop series. That was a three-part series. We did a mass feeding tabletop. Um, we did Fleet Week logistics tabletop. And as the mayor mentioned, you'll hear more about that today. There are additional exercises occurring in the next week. Um, we activated the EOC a number of times last year for the wonderful Giants playoffs and World Series, um, the World Series parade, um, our winter storms of 2014. It's rather difficult to even think about winter storms today when it's 90 degrees out, but um, New Year's Eve, the Warriors NBA finals, just to mention a few. Um, the last thing I'm going to mention is just we try all the time to really reach the community about being more prepared. I think m most of you, hopefully all of you, are aware of our sf72.org. Um, we, use, we use our outreach. We try to use special events to get the word out to people. This year, in a very innovative fashion, I thought we were at outside lands with a table and we were simulating um, what people would do in an earthquake at outside lands and got some really good play on it, which was great. We also used the opening of the San Andreas movie, the premiere, as an opportunity to have a panel to discuss what you do in an earthquake and to just, again, highlight what we as a city are trying to do. Any means that we have to bring people into the fold and get them to be prepared at home and at work is something we look for. So thank you very much. And we will move on to the next item on the agenda, which is our El Nino citywide planning. And Mike Dayton, our EMS director, is going to be presenting for us. Um, I just wanted today to give you a little flavor of how the planning effort is going, some of the assumptions that, uh, that we're basing the plans on, uh, obviously on previous events. You know, we've, we had the great benefit of having our executive director and serve as incident commander during the El Nino 1997-1998 event, so, so we are able to capture a lot of lessons from that event. Um, if the predictions hold true, we really anticipate seeing a lot of mudslides. In 97-98, Highway 1 south of Pacifico was shut down. Uh, we had a lot of flooding in low-lying areas of the city. We had uh, extensive power outages. At one point, uh, we had 80,000 people in San Francisco without power. And, I mean, when you think about people with access and functional needs, things can really turn south for them when the power's out for an extended period of time. So that's going to be informing our planning efforts. We also uh, opened up temporary shelters for the homeless. Obviously, when, you know, if it's like last winter when we opened up or activated the EOC during the winter storm for uh, three operational periods, it was a very short time manageable. We expect, uh, you know, with El Nino type events, if, if it occurs, it's going to be a series. It's going to be more like a marathon of storms during the winter months. So. So we, we were planning for a more extensive um, operational periods. It's, it's also noteworthy that in 1997-1998, we declared a state of emergency. There was $14 million in damages. So we're, you know, anticipating similar, you know, similar damages during this year if the predictions, again, hold true. Uh, during the next month, we'll be convening uh, smaller planning groups to focus on communications, operations, public information. We're also ho holding a, 
a meeting on October 2nd with Interfaith Council. So thank you, Michael, for pulling that together. And by November 1st, we will have a revised concept of operations. We had a con ops last year for the winter storm, so I'm, we're really taking that and, uh, and re revising that as the base. And, and the battle rhythm will be very similar to next year. DEM will be staying in constant contact, monitoring with the National Weather Service, will be in contact with the state and the feds. And if there is a forecast for severe weather, and I mean that's high winds with a large amount of rain and isolated areas, then we will host a coordination call with all the city departments. We will brief them on what the forecast is. We'll pro I'm sure the weather services agreed at an earlier briefing to be part of those calls so you can actually hear it from the scientists and not the emergency managers. So based upon that, those conference calls, we'll take actions whether or not to activate. So, and that's all in support. I know there's already pre-planning efforts going on with the PUC and Department of Public Works, and we look forward to pulling them together with 311 and, and our dispatch center to, to really focus on the communications in the next month to have a solid con ops. But, but that's, that's where we're at with the planning for El Nino. So thank you. If we do have a heavy storm, I think other agencies, everybody should be prepared because it's not going to be a, as fast as recovery as something different. And just uh, speaking on behalf of uh, Andy and his leader, people will make a priority in phone calls, which will make phone calls and whatnot, so we'll just work with communications of all the other phone calls that come in, we'll make that a priority. Great. Thank you. Any other comments or questions? Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Okay, uh, next on the agenda is our Super Bowl 50 update. We're all excited about Super Bowl 50. Uh, Anna Sopp is our DEM operations coordinator, and she's going to be presenting. Hello. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm here today to share our Super Bowl 50 planning efforts. We've been working with the host committee in partnership, with, who work with in partnership with them and NFL, and will communicate the events that are being planned for in the Bay Area. As many of you know, the game is scheduled February 7th, Sunday of 2016. But prior to that, a week-long series of events will be hosted in San Francisco, NFL experience uh, in Moscone Center, as well, as well as the Super Bowl city in Justin Herman Plaza. Really for us, our focus is to um, identify, you know, to look at what those street closures are. For instance, there's Market Street from Justin Herman Plaza to Beale, and a week-long uh, closure, we are looking and working with our first responders to try to identify how we can continue to provide essential city services seamlessly. Um, and this obviously re requires multiple, uh, requires a coordination with multiple safety, safety agencies and partners that are a mix of federal, state, as well as local municipalities and of course private sector. Uh, within San Francisco, uh, we have developed branches that we can work from as, that, are, that can be a, a point of contact for us. For, for instance, law enforcement branch, uh, Captain Tim Falvey from SFPD has been working with us. Some examples of his resource working groups are um, escorts, traffic safety, tactical response. 
For the fire branch, we have Chief Shane Francisco uh, working toward the EMS coverage as well as fire prevention and fire-related focus. For San Francisco, we have Bajan Karimi uh, for the city services branch, uh, working with uh, Peter Albert, Albert, for instance, for transportation, public health, and all the other different uh, functions that are actually impacted with these events coming to the city. And we started to uh, really, when we focused on this for, with DEM, we really uh, looked to our first responders for, the, for a collaborative effort so that we can maintain early communication and begin um, a series of exercises and we could look at um, operational awareness, plan development and validation, training and exercise, and ultimately leading up to operational coordination. We will have our emergency operations center um, active during the Super Bowl events. Uh, all stakeholders are invited to participate and assist with coordination, uh, and I can probably speak for the police department and multiple DPW and fire department. Their DOCs will be operating as well at different instances. And ultimately, with, so we had three uh, dates for the exercise series we held last month, uh, the planning review workshop. We looked at kind of plan assumptions. Uh, we worked with Martha Cohen. And moving forward, we're going to look uh, next month in November 18th, we'll have the Good Day Tabletop Exercise, and this will be an opportunity to test our re response plans uh, locally, regionally, as well as with our federal agencies, uh, reviewing a list of events, looking at the street closures, sanctioned events, maybe unsanctioned events, knowing that a lot of this may change. But really for us, we want to know how can we provide, if we have a greater alarm fire with this, within that event footprint, how do we send response? What are the ingress and egress uh, routes for our emergency response vehicles? Um, and, as, and, and, and then the third series of that would be the bad day uh, tabletop. And we just want to focus really for this. It's an opportunity to focus uh, on our multi-level response. Um, say, for instance, if it's a natural or man-made incident, say, say an extreme weather event, how do we integrate our response and respond in a timely fashion? And ultimately, the objective for us is to uh, test local and regional plan integration. San Mateo, Santa Clara are all heavily involved in this process. How do we maintain a common operating picture and share information, not just vertically, but also horizontally? What systems are we using? What do we need to know? When do we need to know it? Um, and in closing, that's really been setting the, this has really been for me personally, and I think I can speak for Anne. We started these early planning efforts uh, and collaborating and, dis and, and finding out, you know, who needs to know what information. And our first responders have been very helpful and open communication-wise. And um, that's all I have. We look forward to a very successful event and I'm happy to be part of this process. Any questions? Uh, for construction-wide, there's an impact. We will need to have a good communication to all the downtown construction because there will be a weak delay, how to do the delivery. Our office, uh, we're going to work with you closely, you know, because uh, the street closure in those areas were crucial for construction, how to deliver the material and so forth. As, as part of the transportation planning, uh, we're contemplating how we accommodate the necessary movements such as commercial building, and construction that would be happening. So we can make sure if we don't have DEI as part of the planning process that we engage you. But we recognize there are going to be, although there are going to be parts of the downtown that are essentially closed off, 
there are still buildings that are operating, there are buildings that are under construction, and we're building plans to accommodate those kind of needs. Mr. Mayor, if I may, to that uh, question and to um, Director Eskin's point, um, working closely with DPW, um, Cynthia Chano, and I'm Culcom, um, and I, DBI has a has representation yeah. <laughs> on that, and I know those conversations are ongoing. I've been, um, and Rosie Spaulding on the Super Bowl Host Committee, sir, um, we've been in at least two Culcom meetings, um, one as recently as last week, so um, Director Eskin and Director Huey's questions and points, um, those conversations are being had, sir, and the coordination is, is taking place. Thank you, Martha. Rosie, do you have anything you want to add? As Martha said, Rosie Spalding from the host committee is, is here with us today. No, it isn't. We're looking forward to receiving more updates from the NFL and then later in October. Any other comments or questions? Moving right along then. Thank you, Anna. I'm going to do a real quick Fleet Week brief. Uh, Fleet Week is right around the corner. Um, in addition to the Blue Angels and the spectacular air show that we see, that's the public-facing side of Fleet Week, along with the parade of ships that come into to San Francisco Bay. Um, there's a whole bunch of other activities that take place as well. Um, the city and county of San Francisco um, is organizing with the San Francisco Fleet Week Center for Humanitarian Assistance and Disaster Relief a series of events um, to help us train and prepare and get better, as the mayor mentioned, responding with our military partners. So Fleet Week brings all of these, the first responders, federal, state, and local government disaster response agencies together um, with the Department of Defense Services to develop these relationships and plans in advance so that when we need mutual assistance, when we do have some large event here in San Francisco, we, we know how to talk to each other already and we have those relationships established. So just to highlight a few things that are going on outside of what you see in the air and on the bay, um, on Monday, October 5th, we're having a, a defense support of civilian authorities, DISCA, a rehearsal of concept exercise. This is taking place at Pier 50. The DISCA exercise is designed and conducted by DEM in partnership with the Port of San Francisco and the Humanitarian Assistance Disaster Relief Group of Fleet Week. Um, and we'll, we will rehearse um, decking the USS Somerset outside of the bay and then bringing it in and offloading um, supplies and staging it air, at, at, um, at Pier 50. So it's, it's going to be a really um, a good exercise and we're looking forward to it. On the 2nd, I mean the 6th of October, rather, um, the Marine Corps will demonstrate the delivery of urban search and rescue teams to San Francisco's um, post-disaster on an MV-22 that will land at Moffett Field, and it will pick up USAR teams and deliver them back to Moffett Field. On, 
Also on Tuesday the 6th, we're going to be doing an interoperable training with the fire department and EMS ride-alongs. On Wednesday, uh, we'll be doing the fire department every year does urban search and rescue, and we've gotten feedback from the military who have gone through that, that they've been able to use the skills they've picked up from SFFD in places like Haiti when they've gone to respond, so they've found it very useful and worthwhile. On um, the 7th of October, we're going to be doing a medical peer-to-peer -peer exchange seminar. This is at the Marines Memorial. Um, also on the 7th is our Senior Leadership Seminar Day 1. We do two-day seminars um, tackling many very meaty subjects with the military, and these are our senior le leaders throughout the entire Bay Area region. The first day of the seminar will focus on energy restoration. I know that's one of the mayor's uh, um, interest areas with, with the Lifelines Council. And, and um, the day concludes with a tour of um, the ship docked at Piers 3032. Uh, day two is the second day of the Senior Leadership Seminar. On Thursday, we also have an interoperable training with the Navy. And on Saturday, actually Friday, Saturday, Sunday this year, you know, everyone who can should make it down to the Marina Green. We have a static display there at the humanitarian um, village, humanitarian assistance village. Get lots of great information from all of the presenters and all of the um, uh, the different organizations who have boosts there, along with being able to see the actual um, military um, capabilities that that would be brought to San Francisco. So all in all, it's a very exciting week, um, and we are very happy to be partners with the Fleet Week Association. Um, we've uh, identified a citywide concept of operations plan. We do this every year. We'll be meeting next week to go over it with our key partners in the city. And this plan is designed to provide situational awareness for all of us um, to just make sure that Fleet Week is not only a fun event, but it's also a useful one that brings good learning lessons for us. Yes, Mickey. Uh, I have a question. Thank you. This looks great. I have a question about your, December, your October 6th event on veterans employment. Um, we are, have currently a veterans hiring project at DHR where we are seeking to register ourselves to be the employer of choice for veterans. Uh, so we're hoping that there is a coordination. Please reach out to our workforce development staff to ensure that we are, you know, as the largest employer in San Francisco, to make sure that we're there and part of the program and talking to our veterans about what opportunities exist in San Francisco employment as well. I believe that you are there okay. already, but I will. I just I had a double. I'm, no, I'm. I'm really glad that you okay. mentioned that, and we will. We will make sure that that happens. But we've been working with your department. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Trent. Also on that, and um, I'd like HSA to plug in as well. The veterans we're working with to get back, you know, not only housed but the next step of employment. So we can plug in somehow. Excellent. Make sure we're getting that back. Make sure. Who's your contact? Uh, you can start with me, you know. Okay. Yeah. Great. Other comments or questions? Everybody come out and have a good time with Fleet Week. I hope that, uh, that you all participate. 
Are there any, um, we're drawing to a close here, are there any updates from Disaster Council members? Have a round table here. Anything you wish to present? Um, I wanted to let everyone know we're meeting with the CFO this Friday over lunchtime and walking through them the proposed curriculum for the finance and administration preparedness section. We also did, in partnership with DEM, hold a number of um, training uh, personnel this morning for about three hours to go through that at the EOC. And so um, finance and admin um, did get to participate. And, and uh, related to El Nino specifically, we are notifying all departments that because of the gradual or marathon nature of El Nino, we are activating all of the timekeeping codes to be able to do that in PeopleSoft HR in an automated way, as well as in the accounting system. And so your CFOs will get messaging on this so that they can calmly practice it before the, the storms um, come underway. And if it doesn't come to pass, at least they'll have a chance to practice with it. Excellent. Thank you, Todd. Any other announcements? Anything? Yes, Tom. Um, one good news is, um, uh, you know, last year we have, uh, actually this year, because of the delay of those grants, we have 200000 for Chinatown, you, uh, you know, for the seismic outreach. Uh, coming month, we have additional two more districts we're going to do, another 100,000 for each district. Uh, one is Western Edition, one is Bayview. Uh, hopefully, we have enough people, you know, to outreach, you know, to all the public to learn how to prepare for the seismic safety. Thank you. Anything else? Any public comment? October is a very busy month, um, 26th anniversary of Loma Prieta, as the mayor mentioned. Uh, Shake Up is in October. If you haven't signed up for it, please do. Um, Fleet Week, we're going to have a, a lot of things going on in San Francisco. And again, I, I thank you all for being here today. Be safe, and thank you also for your partnership in helping us to be better prepared and planned. Thank you. Do you know, Mr. Mayor, you know what my biggest fear is? is